Unlock more to life with Adrian Pinozo, real estate investing podcast, where we broadcast interviews with successful real estate investors across North America to empower you on your journey to unlocking more to life with real estate investing. Now, now here's your host, Adrian Pinozo. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. Super excited for our guest today, Mr. Kent Ritter. Kent is the owner and operator of Hudson Investing, uh, a multi-family private equity firm that now holds 677 units, believe it or not. Absolutely incredible. Um, almost double than what I own, but nevertheless, congratulations on that. And with an approximate value, everybody, of about $70 million in real estate holdings uh, spread across the Midwest. Um, prior to uh, his own company, Kent was a management consultant startup owner and a corporate executive in his previous career, let's say. Kent believes that investing in real estate is the surest path to wealth, and he is on a mission to empower others to become real estate investors themselves. He does this not only through his podcast, Ritter on Real Estate, but also through direct investments with his firm. So without further delay, Kent, welcome to our show and thank you for being on our show. Yeah, thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We'll get right into it, Ken. Um, pretty straightforward. I really like your journey is pretty awesome. And what you've built in, in a short period of time here is incredibly awesome. So why don't we just take it from the top? Tell us more about the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey and how this kind of all evolved. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I started out my career uh, coming out of school as a management consultant. And I, I was a management consultant for a total of 12 years. Um, and when you're a management consultant, what, what you do is you you fly around the country helping businesses solve problems. And so it was a really just great experience on problem solving and project management, um, how to manage complex situations and, and solve complex problems, which I, I find uh, really uh, is useful uh, as a real estate investor, because that's a lot of what we're doing is solving problems. So um in that time as a management consultant in, in 2010, uh, some par partners and I left and we started our own firm and we ran our own management consulting firm until 2015 where we, when we sold that firm. And that's what really started my real estate career because uh, selling that company. Uh, also at the same time, I was uh, had a growing family. I had a, a young uh, daughter at that point and uh, my wife was pregnant with our second. And so I, I just was thinking about what, what I want to do, you know, what do I, I want to do next and what kind of life do I want to make and, and how do I position myself to be a great father and husband, which just as a management consultant, it's difficult to be because you're just on the road all the time. You're not present. And so I started looking at ways to, you know, make income, uh, but not have to trade my time for money necessarily. And so uh, real estate investing seemed like a, a great path. Uh, the more I researched, the more I found kind of this correlation of people throughout history building wealth through real estate. And it, it seemed to be a, a process that works. And so uh, I started jump, jumping in 
I started jumping in with, with my own money, uh, deploying my capital. Part of it was to diversify as well and not have all my money in the stock market, be able to spread things out a little bit. And so I started jumping in. I, I started doing a hodgepodge of different things from buying notes, uh, you know, being debt and building a note portfolio. So selling houses on contract to um, fix and flips to building a small uh, single and duplex portfolio. But none of that really fit. It was either, um, you know, fix and flip is definitely a full-time day job. Uh, the, the single and duplex portfolio just doesn't scale. Um, and it's impossible to get to the level of financial freedom, I think, with that path, or it's going to take a very long time. Um, and so I was looking for something that was scalable and something that, that I could grow quickly with. And so I started investing with others in multifamily. I started investing as a passive investor first, investing in other people's deals because I knew there was a lot I didn't know. Um, and I didn't really have the mindset at that point to think I could just go out and buy my own large apartment building and be successful. Cause I knew that there was a lot that I didn't know. And, and beyond that, I had a lot of limiting beliefs on just what, what I could do and accomplish. And so um, through the evolution from kind of 2016 to 2019, just, investing with others and learning through other, other deal sponsors was huge. Listening to every podcast and book I could absorb on real estate, starting to attend seminars, conferences, going through a couple of coaching programs and got to the point in 2019 where I felt like I really knew this stuff. And I felt like it was something I could be good at. And I felt like it was something where I could actually, you know, this could be my next adventure, my next business. And I think I could create, not only a lot of wealth for myself, but a lot of value for other people. Because what I really learned was most people don't know about this type of investing and they don't know how, I mean, they don't know how great the returns can be. They don't know all the benefits, but they also just don't know that it's even an option because a lot of people just think that the only option they really have to invest is kind of similar to their 401k, right? Where they're investing in the stock market or, or bonds and mutual funds. That's, that's kind of it. Uh, but there's a whole other world out there. And so, uh, so that's why I started Hudson Investing was because I wanted to be able to, uh, one, continue to diversify my portfolio and I invest in every deal, mm -hmm. but also wanted to bring in others because I, I felt like, you know, if I was doing this and it'd have a great impact on my life, I wanted others to be able to have that kind of access as well. Awesome. So you start Hudson Investing. Um, how do you start to get traction? How do you, how did you start to grow this empire 677 units and whatnot tell us about that like how does that all come come to fruition yeah i mean it started with partnership so through attending all these conferences uh you start meeting people and and i met a couple of guys who had a little bit more experience than me i think they, they had done a couple of syndications um and we had built a relationship and and decided that we were going to partner together and we decided to go in and buy um 250 units down in Atlanta, uh, back oh. in 2019. And it was a two property portfolio and we were going to go out and syndicate it. So that was the first time that I was on the general partner side of things, um, and, and helping with the process and, and helping raise money and helping with, you know, figuring out the budgets and asset management and, and doing all the, all these things for the first time that I had seen as an investor, but now kind of, um, you know, in the driver's seat, if you will. And so really it was that partnership, partnering with folks that had more experience than me uh, that really helped me get started. And, and you know, I, I admittedly played a pretty small part 
in that investment, but it was, uh, it was a great launching pad for, um, for the rest, for the rest of the company. And so that was really how I got started. It was really through partnership with somebody that's more experienced. What I think is, is a great way to get started. It's a great way to kind of safely take that next step and, and learn from others' mistakes and, and short circuit some of that process or shortcut some of that process. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so primarily then Hudson investing, would it be safe to say a lot of your partnerships are in a GPLP structure with syndicate, uh, raising funds and whatnot? Yeah, that's right. That's so that's our model that we work in. We, we syndicate our properties. Um, we work in a general partner, limited partner structure. Uh, that's exactly right. Okay, cool. Um, so 2015, I, I have that and I just have some notes on my phone. That's why I'm looking down. But 2015, um, essentially, am I accurate to say that was the year you started Hudson Investing? It was 2019 was when 2019. I started Hudson Investing. 2015 was when I started investing in real estate uh, on my own. But I spent really, and it was the end of 15, so I kind of say 16 to, to most of 19, investing on my own with my own money. Um, and then it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't until three and a half years later that I felt confident that I could uh, start my own business and actually bring other people's money into the deals. Now, Hudson, Hudson Investing, just, just so we're clear for our listeners, Hudson Investing is a separate company from the partners that you started with, or is it one and the same when you said, you know, I, I partnered with people that had experience already, so on and so forth. Are those people involved in Hudson Investing or is Hudson Investing just you, for example? No. So Hudson Investing is my business. But it, the way that a lot of people partner in these deals, it's kind of one business and another business coming together to partner right. on, a, on an individual deal. And so on that one deal, we were partners. Okay. Um, but I've had many partners on many different deals and other deals I've done uh, completely just under Hudson Investing. And I think that's one of the beauties of real estate is you can be extremely flexible um, and you can partner with other, with people on individual deals. Uh, and But you don't have to be married from a business partnership standpoint to think that you're going to partner with one person for uh, the rest of your life. You know, you can really have that flexibility to partner with folks as it makes sense on the deal. You know, I've partnered with several people because they've found a deal and brought the deal to me. And I felt it was a good deal and I partnered with them and, and let them in on the deal right? Um, because they sourced it and they found it. And so, you know, that's another great way to, to partner in real estate. And I probably already know your answer to this, but I'd love, I love to let our listeners hear it from every awesome, successful person like yourself. How important, how in, in this business of real estate investing, how important on a scale of one to 10 is your power team, the people you're surrounding yourself with, your circle of influence in your network. How important is your power team? Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's the, the most important thing is the people you surround yourself with. So, I mean, real, I mean, just in life, but, but definitely in real estate, I mean, you are, um, you know, your ability to, to get things done is really uh, attributed to your network. I mean, you're you're leveraging people in so many different facets, whether it's people on my own, my own team, people, you know, on the Hudson investing team or third parties like our property managers, our general contractors, you know, 
title companies, attorneys, lawyers, uh, CPAs, uh, insurance brokers, you've got to build a network of quality people. And, um, and that network uh, kind of begins to feed on each other. And I would throw mentors in there, I'd throw coaches yeah. in there. You know, I think those are extremely important. I think that, uh, you know, I've realized that I, th I think having, having mentors and having coaches is, is really a requirement to continue to grow. It's like, you think about it when you're a kid and you're doing sports, you have coaches and like everything, and that's how you get better. And, and as we become to get to be adults, we, we kind of lose that, uh, that advice and that accountability. And so, um, for me, I, that's extremely important. And that's been a big part of my growth is having, uh, having those kind of people who've been there and done that and can help me, uh, show me the path. So yeah, I think, uh, you know, network is, is critical. Yeah, I agree with you. And I have a business coach myself that helps me in my business and it's definitely helped me grow my partnership, um, side of my business with uh, accountability, like you said, and, and guidance and fresh ideas and, and, and so on and so forth. So I mimic, I really, really mimic what you're saying as far as mentorship and coaching. And I think it definitely can accelerate, like you mentioned as well, it, it for sure can accelerate your path and your journey. I didn't have that when I started 11 years ago. I, as everybody knows, I was a police officer. And, you know, I was driving a cruiser. I didn't have a mentorship and a coach, but I knew I wanted to invest in real estate. It took me 11 years to, to build 370 units. I could have probably shaved a few years off of that potentially had I had that influence from the start. So, yeah, great advice there, Kent, uh, with respect to that. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. So you start your own podcast April of 2020 helping share your knowledge with others and provide value to your listeners. I guess, what was the goal behind this podcast? Why do you feel listeners can, what do you feel your listeners can get, or even new listeners coming on board can get the value from your podcast? What was your vision and everything behind that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the podcast was really my way to, um, it, it, it's one of the branches around the idea that I talked about earlier of, wanting to tell people about about real estate investing about these type of investments wanting to tell people about syndication that's an option and that you can you can be a real estate investor and have real estate exposure in your investment portfolio without having to be a landlord without having to do the, the tenant toilets termites as they say right you can be right. completely passive and, and let an expert take care of it and, and in doing that you know, when I tell people that are first timers, you know, what our return expectations are and they say, well, well, that seems really high. Um, and I say, well, it, it's just because you're not used to it. I mean, it's really not. It's just the things that you've been able to invest in or been aware of up to that point just don't have the same types of returns or the same benefits. And, and uh, cause it's just not great marketing. Like we're not out marketing this, like, the big, uh, you know, the big firms are like the big uh, brokerage houses are right where they've got TV commercials and right. all the 401k stuff and all those things. Uh, I mean, there's not people out there doing TV commercials saying invest in uh, invest in these type of real estate deals. So part of it was just evangelizing that and just making sure that people knew that this was an option and trying to tell as many people as possible, because I think it I think it is critical for everybody to have some real estate in their portfolio. Um, if you look at, I mean, if you just look at the, 
top institutions, the top investors in the world, the richest people in the world. Like you look at endowments for Yale, Harvard, et cetera, billions of dollars. Uh, and and then some of the richest people and families in the world. I mean, all of them, almost, I would, almost all of them are investing in real estate or have yeah. some real estate exposure. I think the average is like 20 to 40% of their portfolio. And then you, when you look at the average Joe, how much, what's their real estate exposure in their portfolio? For most people, it's zero. So, I mean, shouldn't we all be investing like the richest and the most advanced investing organizations in the world, right? I mean, it's there's a reason they're doing it is because it works. And so that was that was part of the podcast. Uh, and then also it was just my way. If I knew, you know, I knew that I was going to go out and, and raise money from other people. Uh, people had to know who I was and I had to have a way to get myself out there. And it was really, uh, you know, really getting over a barrier for me and just some limiting beliefs and fears to put myself out there in, in that way. And so it was a, it was a growth project for me too to kind of just say, you know what, we're going to do it. And um and it's been extremely successful. I mean, I, I'm blessed, uh, honestly, to have the listeners that we have and the growth that we've had. We're, we're over 20,000 downloads a month now, and it's awesome. it's just way surpassed anything that I ever anticipated. Um, that was so my next question, actually. Yeah, my next question become, was, you know, I never thought I'd be where I am today, given where I came from. So with your podcast, I'm glad you mentioned that, like, you just said, you know, surpass way more than I ever thought where it would go. So comment on that. Like, I, I guess like, like mindset and that was, it's kind of getting into my next question. Mindset, yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I, I mean, just as far as the growth, you know, I, th I think it's because, I mean, I think it's because we're providing good value, right? Uh, we keep it very, you know, it's, it's not salesy or not, I don't have anything to, to pitch beyond the fact that, you know, I, I do real estate investments, but we don't really talk about that much. It's really about interviewing other people and trying to learn from others. And really it's focused on helping for the most part, passive investors try to make good investing decisions and just, and just try to expose people to, to the environment because there's, there's language, right? There's terminology. There's all this stuff that can be really, just really frightening if you haven't, haven't heard about it. And so, um, yeah, it's really just trying to add value to people and, and trying to help people be more comfortable making these investments. Because I know from being an investor myself and investing with other groups that, I mean, it can be scary at first. You're sending $50,000 to somebody and you don't know really what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I think that just, it, it's essential to educate yourself uh, before you do that and, and know what you're doing as an investor. So that's, that's really the goal. As far as mindset, um, you know, that, yeah, I sat on the podcast for about a year. It was on my 2019 goals and I didn't do it in 2019 for, you know, a heck of a lot of reasons, but I think mainly because I was just uncomfortable doing it. I mean, I'm not one to really put myself out there. Uh, I'm really more of an introvert, which a lot of people don't believe, but, but I am. And so, um, you know, I'm not somebody who, who necessarily craves the spotlight. And so having to put myself out there like that, it was uh, definitely tough to do. And it was definitely a lesson in, you know, perfection gets in the way of progress. And it, it's something that one thing it really taught me was you just have to get started and you're going to improve along the way. I mean, my first episode, uh, you know, I don't think was very good compared to, especially compared to the ones now we're on 105 or wherever we're at. Right. Um, they've gotten a lot better. I've gotten better, you know, I'm a better interviewer. 
and so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I'm at though. If I hadn't gotten started, if I, if I was waiting for to feel like it was perfect to launch it, I mean, I'd, I'd still be waiting. And I think you can kind of, you can kind of twist your answer there, your thought process, even just with real estate investing in general, like there's never going to be that perfect time or there's never going to be that hundred percent bulletproof uh, acquisition. There'll always be some kind of obstacle or, yeah. or potential. There's always risk, right? I mean, you're yeah. always, there's always risk. You're, you're never going to have perfect information, um, but you never have perfect information with, with any decision uh, that, that you ever make really. Um, but in real estate, yeah, I mean, you can analyze all day at a certain point, you have to pull the trigger uh, and you have to get started and you just have to fail gracefully. I mean, you gotta, you gotta try to, and that's why I think mentors and, and a network is so important. People have done it before and experts in areas that, that fill gaps where, where you don't have expertise to help you not make mistakes is critical. Um, you're going to make some mistakes, but you know, as long as it's not a catastrophic thing that like totally wipes you out, then those, those are the best learning moments. So you just have to you know, you got to get started. There's never going to be the the right time in the market. You can't time the market, but there's always good deals. No matter what the market's doing, there's always good deals out there. And I'm glad you said that because I'm such a firm believer myself. It's not timing the market, it's time in the market. And you know what? The longer you're in the market, the better, the more successful you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's no, there's no perfect time. And regardless, there'll always be, even if the market's down, there'll still be good deals out there. So take action and get in the game. And a lot of this, I think, is mindset uh, too. even. And I know a lot of our listeners are more in the um, not necessarily novice, but more in the intermediate kind of investment experience. But for those of everybody listening out there who is a novice investor, guys, listen to Kent. Here's a guy that now it's 677 units and he's telling everybody the same thing i always preach take action there's never the perfect time get in the market get in the market so i'm glad i'm glad you reiterated that kim for for our listeners out there um one more question before we get into uh our final lightning round um You mentioned that one of the most overlooked parts of finding capital for deals is the story. Tell us more about this realization and how it affected you. What do you mean? And I think I know what you mean, but just for our listeners, the benefit of them, what do you mean by your story as far as raising capital? Yeah, that's, uh, Gosh, I gotta. I, I think I don't. I'm sure I said that. I know I said, said that. that somewhere. I'm trying to trying to, to remember where I said that. But I, I, what, I mean, what it what it means to me is like the, the every property ha, has a story, and I think you have to be able to tell the story of the property to help the investors mm-hmm. really see the deal and really make it, um, really make like an emotional connection with, with the investor, because I mean, we, we make decisions off of emotion and then we, we rationalize them with, with our logic. Um, but you know, I think all the numbers and things, I mean, that that's, that's all great, but I think that there has to be a, a story. Like there has to be a clear why, 
like, you know, why now and why this property? And I think that if you can succinctly convey that uh, with confidence, then um, I think you're going to be way more successful raising capital. You know, I think if you can succinctly tell people one, like, why, why now, why is that the right time? And then two, why, why this market, why this submarket, why this property? Right. I think, um, you know, I think that's critical. And I think, um, and I've been, I've been guilty of this too, but I think people go, especially newer capital raisers or, or people that are trying to raise money, just go into way too much detail. Um, I mean, you, you should definitely never hide anything. Yeah. Uh, and that'll all come out in the paperwork and things, but, but you can also just scare people away with, with throwing all of all the details at them. Right. I think a lot of, a lot of us, when we get in front of somebody, we want to show them like what an expert we are. And so we want to tell them all the stuff we know. Right. But, but if they're not coming from the same place you are, um, you know, that might totally just go over their head or it might completely turn them off or just kind of freak them out. Right. Um, so I think you need to come, you need to figure out the story that kind of tells what's happening in the project, but does it in a succinct way and, and does it, you know, pretty quickly. Um, you know, nobody wants to listen to a 45 minute presentation. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're the best speaker in the world, nobody wants to listen and, and everybody thinks they're a good speaker. Nobody wants to listen to a 45 minute presentation. I think you need to be able to get to the point. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think those are tips I've learned about raising capital. Um, but all of that aside, the most important thing to being able to raise capital is building relationships with investors and doing that way before you approach them with, with an investment because they have to trust you first. If they don't trust you, uh, then all this time talking about investment is just a waste of time because they're never going to move on an investment if they don't trust you. So I think you have to, you have to start building that relationship way ahead of time. Amazing advice. I couldn't agree more. Relationship building uh, with those investors is it's paramount, hundred percent. All right, getting to the end here. We try to keep our uh, our podcast ten to about 30, 35 minutes. So um, you're very successful now, obviously. Um, as we say that relative to how the world views success, but do you think there's still more to life for Kent? And when you picture more to life, Kent, what do you see? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I see more time with the kids and family. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much in a, a rapid growth mode right now. Like you said, we have 677 or so. A uh, couple properties are going to be selling this year. We're acquiring uh, three properties currently, uh, two of which close in a couple weeks, which will add another 300 plus units to the portfolio. Wow. So we've got some, some we're selling, a whole bunch more we're adding. Um, so there's just, there's a lot, we're just b- lot busy right now. And, and as we're doing that, I'm simultaneously building out a team and, and training a team of folks. And so, um, very much just in this kind of heads down growth phase right now. And, and so, you know, um, working a lot of hours, but, but loving what I'm doing and building my own legacy, right. Which is what's great about being an entrepreneur. And so, 
you know, right now it's kind of crunch time as, as the team de- develops and gets through a couple projects as we develop some layers in the org chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, as we continue to grow, there's going to be, it's going to allow me to focus more on higher level activities and, and my highest and best use, which is building relationships, uh, investors, brokers, everybody in between, and also just spend more time with the family. Cause that was ultimately, uh, one of the main drivers of getting out of management consulting and going into real estate. And, uh, you know, it's, but I originally started this idea of, of more of a lifestyle company, you know, do a couple deals here, there, but honestly, I really love it. And, and what I've learned is that with real estate, there's really safety and power and scale. And so, so now we're scaling and we're scaling, you know, pretty, I mean, I don't want to say aggressively, but quickly because we found mm-hmm. a lot of good deals. And mm-hmm. if you can put good deals together with, with good partners, then you, you can do as many deals as you want. And so that the long way of saying that's what it looks like to me is kind of, getting the company to the next level of maturity and in doing that, being able to, to spend more time with the kids and family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Last question. What is your, why, why do you do what you do? Yeah. I mean, that, that's easy. That it's, uh, it's my kids. I mean, that was why I started all of this. I mean, it really goes back to family. It goes like, uh, on my website, I kind of tell, I tell a story about this moment that I had a very vivid memory of like sitting on uh, the jetway, uh, or the tarmac on an airplane and like getting ready to take off. And it's like early Monday morning and I've got a wife and a new baby at home and, and I'm just kind of like, what am I doing? Like, why? Like, I've got a new family at home. I'm flying out somewhere. To, uh, I'm not going to be there all week. I'm going to miss them. And then it's kind of like, you know, something's got to change. And and that was really kind of one of the starts to to all of this. And so so it really goes back to family and it goes back to being the type of father and husband that I wanted to be um, right. and, and not somebody that's absent and, and focused mainly on career. Because uh, I think there has to be balance. There's got to be balance there, and so for sure. The only thing I, I would add about my why is it, it has evolved over time to more of a external why of of again just wanting to give people access to great investments, and it, it, it's educating them, but it's also providing access. And so that's how the podcast and the company kind of live together. There's education, and then there's also being able to provide opportunities. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Kent, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, an abundance of knowledge, experience, and obviously growth in the right direction. So congratulations to all your success, to you, your company, your family. And for our listeners out there, should they want to get a hold of you, which I'm sure they will, and or get into business with you, potentially partner with you on some of your new projects coming up, how do they get a hold of Kent Ritter? Yeah, well, you can go to kentritter.com. That's that's the easiest way. That's our home base. Um, you can access our blog, the podcast, which you can you can get the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's Ritter on Real Estate. And uh, and yeah, and if you go to the website, you can sign up to be an investor, sign up for our newsletter. There's a lot of stuff you can access, a couple freebies out there too for you. Awesome. So guys, whoever's listening to this while they drive to work or drive home to work or whatnot, Ritter spelled R-I-T-T-E-R. Um, and Kent is obviously K-E-N-T. 
so that's a wrap, Kent. Thanks again so much. Tons of info and all the best and continued success for you.